Hi, this is Mark. Thank you for joining me today on Words of Truth. In my last podcast, I started a short uh, podcast on what is a worldview. And it wasn't very long, but today is part two of that podcast. If you missed the last one, I would encourage you just to go back now and listen to it first, and you'll kind of get a context for this podcast. But remember that I said last time that in order for us as Christians to respond to the challenges we're facing in our world today, uh, we need to be able to articulate a Christian worldview. Today, all of the framework of truth and morality in our society are being challenged, and we need to be able to respond to those challenges from a Christian worldview. A lot of people don't even know what their worldview is. And some Christians don't know what a Christian worldview is. We began in the last podcast by looking at Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 40. Let me read those for you. Teacher, the Uh, teachers of the law, said to Jesus, Teacher, which command in the law is the greatest? You see, they were testing him. He said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, Jesus told us to love God with our hearts, souls, and also our minds. In other words, emotionally, volitionally, and cognitively. And the beginning point of doing this is to confess that God is the maker of heaven and earth and that he holds all things together. Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 and 16 says that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created by him and for him. You see, a Christian worldview not only recognizes that there is a God, but that God has acted and spoken in history, that he's the Lord and King over this world and ruling over everything for his glory. Psalm chapter 15, verse 2 says, that to think wrongly about God is idolatry. But John chapter 17, verse 3 says to think rightly about God is eternal life. And so a Christian worldview maintains that God is personal and yet set apart from other beings, from nature and from the universe. Now, other worldviews say that God is in a part of the world, creating a continual process, and that the process itself is God or becoming God. But God is, in fact, infinite, meaning that he's unlimited. In relation to time, he's eternal. In relation to knowledge, he's omniscient. In relation to power, he's omnipotent. God is sovereign and unchanging. Furthermore, without the use of any pre-existing material, we believe that God brought into being everything that is. The Bible affirms that truth in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, when it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. 
Psalm chapter 50, verse 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. I mean, just look out your window at creation and look at the expanse of it, the variety of it, the beauty and the creativity of it. And creation itself declares that this had to be the work of God and not just some random act or accident. A Christian worldview affirms that God is the sovereign of all existence, and that kind of affirmation rejects any kind of dualism, or that matter has eternally existed, or that all happened in the Big Bang, or that matter is evil since it's in principle opposed to God, the source of all good. But a Christian worldview also contends that God is set apart from and he is far above all of his creation. Furthermore, we believe that God is powerful in his creation and that he not only creates but provides for his creation. In other words, human life is meaningful, significant, intelligent, and purposeful. As you can see, having a Christian worldview becomes, it becomes a driving force in life. It, it gives us a sense of God's plan and purpose for the world. And our identity is shaped by our worldview. We're not just alienated sinners. A Christian worldview isn't just escapism, but it's an energizing motivation for godly and faithful thinking and living in the here and now. It also gives us a confidence and a hope for the future. The Christian worldview helps to stabilize life, to anchor us to God's faithfulness and steadfastness. Today, our minds and our thinking are ensnared by the challenges and opposing worldviews in our society. Bernard Clairvaux, an abbot and a mystic, once made this statement, some seek knowledge for the sake of knowledge that is curiosity. Others seek knowledge so that they themselves may be known, that is vanity. But there are still others who seek knowledge in order to serve and edify others, and that is clarity. And that's really the essence of serious Christian worldview thinking. It's all about bringing every thought captive to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, in order to serve and to edify others. This is the calling of every Christian as we move forward in the 21st century. Well, I hope that's whetted your appetite for looking further into what is your Christian worldview. There's a whole lot more I could say about it. There's a whole lot more involved in having a Christian worldview thinking, but this is absolutely essential, and I I hope that you'll look into it more, and I hope that you will solidify what your Christian worldview is, because that's going to be what helps you to live in this 21st century with all the changes that are happening today. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.